0: A jolt of excitement hit me. Now I knew what an operative with the CIA felt when they closed in on their subject. Only I was in hot pursuit of Richard Booth, and my evening plans had reverted nicely. Lottie wrote, Drive safe, roads twisty. I wrote, Got it. Lottie, You remember the password? Password, I responded. Lottie texted back, Avenscroft. Thank you, I wrote back. Lottie texted, See you soon. Can't wait, I wrote. Lottie, make sure Richard meets you in the foyer. I responded, got it. Lottie, do not walk through the house alone. And I answered, okay. I grabbed my purse and mask and pulled around my shoulders the long black cape and headed out. Using my phone's GPS, I navigated my mini into Ventura, off towards Bel Air, suppressing this nagging feeling I wasn't ready for this. Still, I'd promised myself I'd try new things and stretch out of my comfort zone, and this was a good way to begin this leaf-turning, life-changing decision. Thanks to Lottie's warning, I drove carefully up the steep, curvy roads of Bel Air, and within the hour my navigator had delivered me to my destination. The manor rose majestically on top of the hill. This was the largest house I'd ever seen, even paling in comparison to the Sullivans, and I'd thought their place in Brentwood was huge, They had valet parking. My car must have looked ridiculous, sandwiched between the silver Mercedes and the blue BMW. Using my rearview mirror, I checked my makeup and placed my mask on. This was the most exciting party I'd ever attended. Head high, I handed the valet my keys, amazed he didn't react to my ride or even flinch when he climbed in, though he looked squished in the driver's seat. He steered my car off to park it somewhere more convenient. I tucked my valet ticket into my purse. I was glad for this cape and pulled it snug around me. Despite it covering everything, I felt decidedly naked beneath it, as the reality of what I was actually doing became more vivid with being here. At the front door, I waited for a couple to enter before me. Piped in from invisible speakers, the music's throbbing bass invited guests into the imperious foyer. Smoke pumped out from hidden vapor machines, creating a mysterious atmosphere. The entryway was softly bathed in golden-yellow lighting. Peering down at my phone, I went to text Richard. A tuxed-wearing bouncer appeared out of the mist, his physique more like a pro football player than a security guard. His sternness was a warning not to proceed any farther. "'I'm a guest,' I said. He folded his arms, his posture defensive. "'Avenscroft!' I held his gaze. Turn off your phone, he said, or I'll confiscate it. After following his order, I dropped it back into my purse. He stepped aside and I held my breath until there was a distance between us and I was out of his sight. This man-made fog surrounded me, a blanket of whiteness making it difficult to gauge which way to go. Before me swept a large staircase fanning out to either side, and I knew well enough not to begin my search up there, heeding Lottie's warning. If I could find one of the girls, they'd know where I could find Richard. Laughter caught my attention. An elegant thirty-something masked couple, strolling arm in arm, headed west. From their confident stride, they knew where they were going. The fog crawled its way down the hallway, seducing me into the unknown, beckoning me to follow. Halfway down, the woman turned and peered back through her butterfly mask. She offered the softest smile, tilting her head. They disappeared through a doorway. The placard to the left of the entrance announced this as the Harrington Suite. With a quick glance back, I braved to take a peek beyond the door. Taking a moment for my eyes to adjust, I blinked into the dimness. A crowd had gathered before me and blocked my view of the room. A high stucco ceiling, with its low-hung crystal chandeliers, bathed everything in a balmy light and red velvet drapes swept either side, indicating this was a ballroom. Making my way as stealthily as possible, I tiptoed left of the gathering. The music flooding in sounded familiar. Enigma. All air left the room, and my feet felt unsteady beneath me. There, in the center, rested a dark wooden table. Leaning over one side of it was a masked brunette, wearing only a bodice and no panties.